0: Welcome to Bank of Singapore's Outlook in 5, the definitive guide for investors to stay ahead. Hi, I'm Jean Chia, CIO at Bank of Singapore. As we head towards the final months of the year, the market mood has turned sour. The remarkable bear market rally, which saw the S&P 500 index gain 17% in the two months to mid-August, has fizzled out with an 8% reversal from recent highs instead. Caution has come back onto the radar since Fed Chair Jerome Powell's hawkish speech at the annual Jackson Hole Symposium burst the bubble for investors who had hopes that the Fed's rate hike cycle might reverse in the face of recessionary fears. Instead, he made a forceful case for bringing inflation back to the 2% goal, even if a sustained period of below-trend growth is required. So will the Fed hike rates by 50 or 75 basis points next week? While the chances for a 75 basis point rate hike has risen, August CPI inflation number due tomorrow will be a crucial data point ahead of the Fed's decision. Overall, we expect the Fed funds rate to hit 4% by early 2023 and remain at those levels throughout next year. Today, we are cautious on risk assets as global economies face the twin headwinds of feverish inflation and slowing growth. With inflation running at close to 10%, developed market central banks' aggressive monetary policy to tame inflation will hurt growth. At Bank of Singapore, we expect Europe and UK to slip into recession this year, and for contraction to continue throughout 2023 as energy supplies are further squeezed Last week, the European Central Bank increased its benchmark deposit rates by 75 basis points as widely expected, marking a decisive shift to combat inflation. Meanwhile, the European energy crisis has been front and centre for global investors over the past weeks as Russia suspends gas supplies through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to Europe indefinitely until Western sanctions are removed. Emergency talks were held last Friday by European finance ministers to discuss a harmonised approach to ease the impact of energy prices on energy players such as utility companies and European households themselves as they head into a frosty winter. Further clarity is expected this week with regards to the European Commission proposals which may include price caps on imported gas or income transfers. ECB President Christine Lagarde ruled out providing short-term financing for utility companies and energy firms but said that central banks stand ready to provide liquidity to banks. The challenges for the EU utility sector has prompted us to downgrade the sector from overweight to neutral in our equity sector strategy. Even as the UK entered into a period of mourning for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, who has during her reign seen 15 UK Prime Ministers The newest Prime Minister, Liz Truss, faces pressing challenges of fragile public services, EU trade risks, rising energy costs, and inflation running at 40-year highs. The Bank of England is set to increase bank rate again by 50 bips, from 1.75% to 2.25% when they meet next. These multiple crises keep us bearish on the sterling. Now, even as the US dollar strength continues unabated, turning our attention to the Japanese yen. The yen is set to plunge to new lows, last seen in 1998 of 147 to 148 against the US dollar this year, barring a shock that prompts a change in stance by either the Fed or the BOJ. The yen has slid since Fed Chair Jerome Powell's hawkish stance at the Jackson Hole Symposium, in contrast to BOJ Governor Kuroda's stance, which committed to its policy of capping. 10-year JGB yields to keep financial conditions loose and spur inflation. Japan's inflation print, excluding food and energy costs, is only 1.2%, below the BOJ's 2% target. What does this all mean for our asset allocation positioning? Overall, we maintain our underweight position across both fixed income and equities in our tactical asset allocation and our overweight cash. Within equities, we retain our constructive view on China, especially for investors with long-term horizons. Yes, China's growth concerns do remain, even as the populous Chengdu in Sichuan province extended its COVID-19 lockdown across most downtown areas. We also have cut our China GDP forecast further to 3% from 3.5% previously. This is in sharp contrast to last year's 8.1% rebound. However, we do note that policymakers are in easing mode and the potential loosening of COVID-19 measures may present catalysts. Besides the recent policy rate cuts and infrastructure support, further policy stimulus measures may be announced in the run-up to the Chinese Communist Party's 20th Party Congress starting 16th October. Hence, we favor Chinese equities with a preference for the onshore A-share market and policy beneficiaries such as Reopening Place, tech innovators, and the new electric vehicle supply chain. While valuations of Hong Kong-China equities are attractive, the recovery path will be bumpy, and stock picking remains our key investment strategy. China property bonds have recovered from their lows after supportive policy moves, but we do caution that liquidity conditions for developers and recovery in bond prices remain challenging. In fixed income, we hold a neutral position in DM investment-grade bonds and see an emerging opportunity in high-quality, long-dated U.S. investment-grade bonds of over 10 years as recession risks mount. Alternatives and private markets are also not immune to macro headwinds. Valuation markdowns among private equity holdings are underway on the back of significant volatility in public markets. Some challenges that include delays in exits and lower distributions in a recessionary environment may start to emerge. Rising rates may also pose direct drags on returns as leverage and operating costs affect investment managers. Despite this, we encourage investors in private markets to focus on the long-term fundamentals and investment thesis, staying invested with skillful managers who can grow and extract value from portfolio companies despite tough economic and business environments. Thanks very much for listening and do continue to follow our Outlook in 5 podcast on Spotify. Have a great week ahead. This podcast was brought to you by Bank of Singapore.